to say thank you to Cotisol for what was a great honor. I take my hat off since everything went wonderfully. What amazed me most on attending this conference was the genuine sense of community. That's a wrap. The post-2023 National Conference episode. This is the Young In Cotisol podcast and my name is Greg Lewis. Welcome. The 2023 National Conference was held November 11th at Gangnam University in Yongin to a warm and welcoming crowd of 110 attendees and speakers. Um, I, I, actually, I'm not sure if that includes the kids, though. You'd have to talk to Rhett. That's Rhett Burton. Our very own Rhett Burton set up a kids' cafe for any presenter or attendee with kids. And when I visited them late in the day, it, like, it was one of the most energy-charged rooms in the building. Yep, it was hot. And Lisa McIntyre Park did a hands-on calligraphy experience session in the room, in the kids' cafe room. Man, was the... Okay, so was the conference perfect? No, that would be boring. What it was was challenging, informative, and transformational for some. It's what I'd call a successful conference. But hey, don't take my word for it. I thought it was a great conference. Um, It was wonderful to have such a diverse mix of speakers talking on multiculturalism from a variety of different perspectives. I really appreciated Dr. Tizard opening the whole conference with his session which I thought put multiculturalism in Korea into perspective. I think it's really important to understand that multiculturalism in Korea is a very different kind of thing than multiculturalism in a uh, settler colonial context like Canada, where I'm from, or in other countries that have had different histories and different contexts and different experiences um, in their in their history. So I think that's a really important way to frame the discussion on multiculturalism in Korea. I think it was also interesting to see how everybody was very clear that uh, as language educators, we do have a very specific role in shaping um, people's perspectives of multiculturalism and the role that language, particularly English, plays in that. So I had a lot of questions um, throughout the sessions about um, the dynamics of English versus other uh, foreign language studies versus um, less powerful languages and cultures that are represented in Korea. I think there's a very big difference when we talk about multiculturalism in thinking of English and Western or white uh, people representing their cultures, or we think about other um, kinds of diversity that may not be as powerful and may not have the attraction that um, Uh, whiteness and English does in in Korea. So I think that there's a lot of issues of power dynamics and that would have been interesting to explore more. I hope that we don't shy away from those conversations um, as English language teachers, but we can create uh, gentle and um, 
invitational space for exploring what that looks like. So I'm, I'm very um, grateful for the conference organizers to bring this theme to the forefront. And what, um, it was a wonderful chance to connect with a lot of different people, to ask some questions together about multiculturalism. And I look forward to uh, where the Korean model of multiculturalism might go with all of its challenges and opportunities. Thank you. Hi, my name is Jose Domingo Cruz, and I was asked by Korea TESOL to give my thoughts on the past CoTESOL uh, National Conference, where I had the great privilege to be one of the featured speakers. Uh, my presentation was in the afternoon on teaching fluency and, and getting students to, to speak a little bit more. Well, first, I want to say thank you to Cotisol for what was a great honor uh, to be able to do that, to, to give more people my ideas and what we can do to um, teach fluency and to make our students aware of that as being probably the most important part of all of their language skills. And um, I, I wish that I had been able to do it face-to-face -face because even as I was really enjoying the opportunity to give that presentation on Zoom, um, I got to admit, you know, even though I'm kind of known for being able to use Zoom very, very well, it still doesn't give the same kind of atmosphere, the same kind of, well, joy uh, of being able to present face-to-face, uh, -face, or I would imagine to enjoy uh, listening to a speaker face-to-face. -face. Especially, too, at this national conference, there were obviously so many other good uh, presentations that I would have been able to uh, sit in on if I had actually been there. But on the other hand, it also kind of reminds me that um, Zoom is an amazing piece of software considering you know what was available, say, only even five years ago. Uh, Zoom was available five years ago, but our awareness of it wasn't. And um, it will only spread more and more. Uh, we will be talking to more people uh, across the, the, not just the Japan Sea, but across oceans and, and plenaries will be presented more and more by people who are not actually there. And uh, as teleconferencing software and artificial intelligence software improves, it makes it even more uh, important for us to do uh, what was in the main message of the Cotisol National Conference, which is to understand um, the difficulty of crossing cultures, the need to constantly sharpen our skills at uh, multiculturalism, and to remember that when we're talking to people from different countries and teaching students from different countries. So I want to say thank you uh, for the opportunity, and I hope that uh, everybody else got as much out of the national conference as I did. Thank you again, Cotisol. Uh, thank you all, everyone who uh, came to watch my presentation. I hope to talk to you again soon. Hello, I am Maria, or as they insisted to call me on Saturday at the conference, Dr. Maria Teresa Martinez Garcia. What can I say about the Cotesol national conference that happened last Saturday? Well, first of all, it was a pleasure for me to be one of the plenary speakers alongside experts of the caliber of Dr. Tizard, Walk, and Domingo Cruz. And I apologize if I have not pronounced their names correctly. I honestly still have the feeling of humility I felt when presenting together with them. Uh, their talks were so insightful, meaningful, we learned so much that I just hope uh, my colleagues think about the same about my own talk. 
But honestly, there are really two points that I want to highlight from, for, from this conference. Firstly, the meticulous organization of the event by the Youngin chapter, my home chapter. I take my hat off since everything went wonderfully. Actually, uh, I still remember that there was a small technical problem that they solved in, I think, even less than two minutes. Everything was so smooth, so easy, so well organized. We had Pepero on Pepero Day. Everything was so sweet. And finally, and I think this is important, not only for this specific conference, but among all the Cotesol uh, conferences I have attended, although personally this one because it's the closest um, and the one I have fully engaged in uh, more recently, I would like to highlight the quality of the talks and workshops given at the conference. In fact, I'm already implementing some of the tips and pieces of advice that I learned from my dear colleagues in, in my own classes here at the University of Utah. I only wish the conference were, was a little bit longer so that I could have attended all the sessions. I know I missed so many great, great talks, but unfortunately, I couldn't divide myself into like two, three or four Marias so that each one of us could attend one of the different concurrent sessions. But I just want to finish up by saying congratulations, Youngin Chapter. You did an amazing job. I was genuinely humbled to be asked to speak at this year's Cotesal conference on the topic of multiculturalism, particularly in a Korean context. But what amazed me most on attending this conference was the genuine sense of community that I observed amongst the people there. There was warmth, there was welcoming, there was handshakes. And these were people who were coming together in order not just to better themselves, but to better other people around them, to listen, to sit down. And I, I thought it was fantastic to see because as teachers, we often find ourselves, or at least perceive ourselves, to be the smartest person in the room. It's often our job to pass on information, and people look to us for knowledge and wisdom and the answers to certain questions. Now, with that position continued over time, it, it can often result in something akin to main character syndrome. We often believe ourselves to be, have the answers and we can get stuck inside our own head at some points. And we have to work against that. We have to fight that. And the Cotassel Conference was an amazing way to do that because I saw people coming with a genuine open mind. They were there ready to ask questions. They were there ready to learn from other people, to learn new methodologies, to learn even new ways of seeing the world. And that's so incredibly important because you can put many different terms or expressions on the way the world has changed, whether we live in a, in a post-truth or, or the rise of the individual lived experience. We all know that change is and has been taking place. But despite that, there was a genuine empathy that I felt just coming from people, this desire to know, okay, so this is what I'm doing in my class. What are you doing and how can I understand different approaches to this and what works for you? It takes a great deal of humility to do that, I think. And 
I saw that humility there. I saw that openness. And on the topic of multiculturalism, the idea of race, ethnicity, uh, identity, who we are, it's so very personal and it's so existential in a way. And it means so much and sometimes so little to, to different people. And during my, during my talk, I, I began almost with one of the questions that I sometimes hear in class amongst uh, university students, which is not asked malevolently, but they might ask, are, are you Korean Korean? when they inquire as to someone's identity or ethnicity. And, and this is not something that we would uh, readily hear in a, in a British or perhaps European context. And so despite putting out some difficult ideas, there was no animosity. Um, everybody was there willing to learn. And, you know, it, it's no secret that <laughs> I'm sure many of us, we like learning. And this was... Not a Cotesso I found in my experience, it was not a place for a sandbox. It was not a place for people to stand up and go, well, this is what I think and this is what we should do. But rather it seemed the opposite. It, it seemed like people were there to saying, well, what should I do and what do you do and, and, and what do you think about this? And that's a great model for society. That's a great model for any community. I had very little in the way of expectations going there. I, I must confess my ignorance. I, I didn't know much about it. But I'm so very glad now that I do. And I was able to, to listen to a, a few talks and I, I learned from those people and I made sure to listen to them and I hope to attend again in the future. Of course, I wish Cotessel and all those involved great success because it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing, really. They came and they conquered, raising awareness about the challenges faced by students from ethnically mixed homes and stimulating the conversation. Well done, Youngin Chapter, and well done, Cotisol. Till next time, tell your friends and colleagues, hashtag I got it from Cotisol. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know.